Welcome everyone once again to Stories from the Heart Justice Radio Network and look what it is today. It's the 11th of January, 11-1-1-11, whatever way you want to do that, <laughs> 2017. So, I know, another day in January, there's a 1-11. It's amazing. Yeah, so we're kind of flowing along into... This uh, so-called January, and uh, all of us all over the flipping place with all sorts of different experiences, different weather. You've had a snowstorm. Oh, wicked snowstorm! My wonderful uh, weekend away didn't manifest very well at all. I drove through a snowstorm. Got there, they, they canceled their trip, but didn't let me know. 
um, <laughs> left there because I couldn't drive and then returned back to the city. I did do something monumental, which was go back to my homestead that I hadn't been since I left it. Wow. And that was a very heart-wrenching experience, but I'm glad I did it okay. and because I felt released. And then I told you, I went to the beach. Mm. That beach is where I called in the house. Uh, 20 years ago. Wow. So I did a release wow. dance at the beach and I screamed and yelled and cried. And, but I walked away feeling much, much lighter. And uh, then there was another wicked um, snowstorm Saturday night, so I couldn't go to the party that was supposed to happen. And um, I had a quiet birthday weekend. I did get some money. I bought some wool. Um, not a lot of money, but. And then I, uh, yeah, I did go to social services today. Oh, sister, that was crazy. Uh, but uh, yeah, the grand total will be something like $670, including my pension to live on every month. Wow. Yeah, yeah, wow. So, but you know, it's, it's little. I mean, and that's what every woman in my case who was a, you know, stay-at-home mom or a caregiver or hardly worked in the system you don't get any and yeah <laughs> mm, the system's not there for uh anyone no it's called social assistance income assistance program mm. <laughs> so in, this is the assistance you get on zero income mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, no, sorry the 171 pension that's the income it's taxable did you know that <laughs> <laughs> wow yeah. Everything's flipping taxable, isn't it? Yeah, the whole system yeah. thinks it's just that it's definitely not there to help and anyway. In any way, yeah. No, not in any way. However, mm-hmm. it will give me some more well, well, we'll continue to see our visions of what we're going to create and what way we're going to find our our roots and. Uh, Today, I, I've kind of answered a bunch of similar questions. Um, you did. I liked your questions. Okay, so I said, join us again today to share stories from your and our hearts. Because it's not only us here to share our stories. Because, I mean, I blather on about the same flipping stuff every week at this point until something starts changing. And at the moment, I'm in a little, just a little bit of a flow of, you know, exchanging my energy and, uh knowledge and whatever anyway uh to share stories from your and our hearts stories are powerful both telling them and listening to others sharing theirs. what are we doing here what is or what has become your purpose what do you really want to do or what would you choose if there was no thing in your way can you remove the things out of your way How well does breathing through trauma, difficulty, struggle, and out-and-out drama help? (laughs) How does does knowing what you know help? How much have you changed since you went down a few rabbit holes? Are you happy? Or are you done with this Babylon construct? Share with us today. (laughs) Well, I'd say I'm really done with this Babylon construct. I'm so done. And I feel like I sold my soul for $670. Right. It it sucks when you know what we know. It just sucks. Yeah. And uh, it's very painful. For me, it's extremely painful. I do want to put a 
a call out to Huko, who did send me a beautiful donation to my mm -hmm. house. Uh, names I was at. Thank you, and I still use them. They're still active. Thank you, Huko. I really appreciated that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, we've got so many beautiful brothers and sisters out there, and you know, great supporters. And uh, yeah, it's definitely a tough road. And I feel blessed that I have the abilities that I do have and the ability to come and do what I'm doing at the moment. I still have a very bright vision to go back to the land and that will happen one way or another in the spring. And uh, it's definitely a case of this is what we're here is to support each other because we all know how tricky a, a path this is. And everyone all over the world that's on this path and we stay in contact with. So um, talking of which, let's go to that question. Our dear sister Bindi would love to join us. Oh, good. But unfortunately, you know, Wednesday is not a good day for her and she just really literally can't. So she said, what about Tuesday? So we're like, well, you know, fine, but. Um, there's other things going on. I know you have things that go on and Tuesday would be a probably bit of a dodgy situation for you every week. So I've suggested that maybe we just do one Tuesday a week, a month. So like it can be the first Tuesday, the second Tuesday of the month, the third Tuesday of the month, the fourth Tuesday of the month, whichever we choose. And then that we'll stick to it. So we don't confuse anyone. Yeah. So when you choose which Tuesday of the month it is, it's going to be the first Tuesday of the month, the second Tuesday of the month, the third Tuesday of the month fourth or even if there's a happens to be no, let's not do the fifth choosing them because only going to very rare occasion that's high <laughs> so that would uh, be yeah because that really would be a rare occasion so i don't know i mean where are we now we're in the middle what yes. do you suggest like, like the third tuesday of the month i kind of like the idea of the last tuesday of every month the last tuesday of every month let's make it that right? so that's going to be <laughs> the week after next then probably isn't it Oh, then, then it could be the fifth, even if there was a fifth, if it was first and the last. I, I just remember that happening once um, when we were doing every uh, the third something. Uh, I'm going to look at a calendar right now. I've got one over there, but I can't bother to get up. Um, yes, so. All right, well, let's do that then. So it is now the 11th. So next Tuesday is the 17th, the following Tuesday. Yeah, so the last, oh, no, the last Tuesday of the month is the 31st this month, which is not. Um, next week or the week after it's the week after that because there actually are five Tuesdays in January oh funnily enough that I was just going on about that they're actually uh, that is funny honey <laughs> that is really funny and there's five Mondays yeah second wow. the 16th 23rd okay so well it can be the last Tuesday which will mean it's not next Tuesday or the Tuesday after but the Tuesday after that because next week, next Wednesday is the 18th, the following uh, Wednesday is the 25th, and then the last day of the month is the 31st. Which would, so maybe we should go over the fourth Tuesday of every month. Yes, we could do that. That way it's not so, I mean, it's Far away. the fourth way, which is... Okay. okay, so let's go the fourth Tuesday of every month. Okay. One, two, three, four, and then it would be the 28th of February, and that would be the 28th of March then as well. All right, the fourth Tuesday of every month, and that is the 24th this week. So it's not uh, this month. It's not next Tuesday, but the Tuesday after. So next week, it will be next week as usual on the 18th. And then the following week, it will be the 24th. And we'll write that everywhere. 
so that everybody knows. Very good. Confuse anyone. And I will do the repeat on Tuesday, on the Wednesday, so that I don't forget. Wait, say that again. I didn't. I will do the rerun, which I do on uh, Blog Talk. At the moment, we have the live Zoom Stories from Heart on a Wednesday. And then I run the rerun on Blog Talk Radio platform on the Thursday. Okay. Then when we do it on Tuesday, I'll probably run it on a Wednesday because if I don't do it there and then I'll probably forget the next day. Okay. So it will, I, it, anybody can go and find it on Blog Talk at any point anyway. Fi- finding it live is not going to help you anyway because it's going to be a recording ever anyway. So, yeah. So that's that. So that's that bit of. Someone who wants to be Anya, you you are unmuted, honey. Your mic is not muted. Anya. Yes, she's not muted. She's done with the Babylon structure. It's energy sucking. It is. It does um, suck our energy. That's for sure. Uh, yes, we are, but only every fourth Tuesday. Does that work for you, Lotus? Yes? Okay. Yeah. You know? Yes? Yeah, every fourth, every, uh, the fourth Tuesday of each month. Let's not confuse ourselves. Yeah. Fourth Tuesday of each month. So whichever the fourth Tuesday is of the month we're in, that's the day we'll do a Tuesday. And we'll let Bindi know that. It's for our European family, basically, because they can't call in. It's too late to call us in. Yeah, mate, that's another... I'd say I'd do it earlier, but I can't. I know you can't. Honey. Yeah. And I get up really early on uh, Wednesday mornings. I get up at one thirty. Right. So, and it's really not that great for me, but I'm willing to do it. When, I've done it several times where <laughs> I've done an all-nighter, but I am getting too old for all-nighters. Right. Four hours to doesn't cut it for me because once I go, I go pretty deeply. Right. Well, that's good. Well, yes. Thank goodness for that. Yeah. Yes. Anyway, we're getting more people showing up now. So, does anybody else want to make comments about changing to Tuesday once a month? Right. Come on. Yes, because this is a group thing. It's all to. That's why we are going to do this. Because Bindi asked, and it would be lovely to hear from Bindi because she's always got a lot to, of wisdom to share. Sending you healing energy, energy Bindi, because I know she uh, pulled a muscle or a tendon. And she's, uh, all right. You're checking her plasma <laughs> packets out. Yay! May they heal you. But uh, right. does anybody have? Yes. Yeah, so any. <laughs> Yeah, make comments or, you know, either in the chat or, you know, open your mic and come on in, come on down. Or, um, yeah, so just to, if there's anything that somebody would say, hey, look, that really isn't going to suit me, then, you know, we need to know that. But, um, you know, at least it's, it's only one, you know, one um, week. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so we're... Um, we're here and we'll keep going as long as there's people to join us. Okay. Um, Does anybody have a story from the heart to share with us? <laughs> yeah. Any feelings like those questions? Like they are. I mean, it really is the long and the short of it. Is that you know what is what has become what is and what has become your purpose? I mean, knowing this stuff 
has got to change our, our purpose. Like a lot of people are very boldly, I know, you know, Ciro has been out there sharing this information with so many people and that's a bit of, you know, part of his purpose as a family, of course. I mean, like, you know, and, and like what, what do you really want to do or what would you choose if there was no thing in your way? And then if there is something in your way, can you remove the things that are in your way? You know, that's the thing. Because we do get stuck easily, don't we? I mean, we get stuck in these sort of, well, there's nothing I can do about this. And that does happen. And, you know, it's the same with any belief that we get attached to. It's, it's like me with my belief that I can't run. And today that one of the horses needed jogging up for the vet. And I was, happened to be holding her at the time. And the vet's like, can you, you know, trot her up for me? And Martha's like, shall we get the girl to do it? And I'm like, no, no, you know what? If I say I can't do it, I can't do it. I can do it. So I go out and I did it. And I said, I'm, well, the mayor's not too good, but I'm in good, I'm doing better. You know, because it really is. Every time I say I can't, I can't. And if I say, you know what, I can. I mean, it might, might not be very good, but I got, I got the job done. And it, actually my legs are stopping, not hurting as much as they were. I'm working on them and I'm like, I'm not going to give in to this stuff and say I can't run, I can't chop the horse up. I can bloody well can, and I bloody well will. I had a very similar experience on Friday, I think it was, I was walking to the store, and my knee went right out. It was like agonizing. I thought, oh my God. And I just thought to myself, no, no, breathe in the elements, breathe them in, and just tell your knee you love it. And within seconds, it was... And I walked, and walked home, and it hasn't bothered me at all. Yeah, you see, we're so much more powerful. Yeah, if we just give in to these things, like, shit, you know, I've hurt myself, or this is wrong, or that's wrong, or I can't do this, I can't fucking do that. As long as you believe all that. I mean, I know it, it, it does take a lot to do the mind over matter thing, and then the heart energy. But it does actually happen. I mean, the more I just say I can't do something, I can't bloody well do it. And then I, you know what? <laughs> oh, I was that way this morning. I don't want to do, I can't do this. I don't want to go. I don't want to. I was fighting with myself all morning. Right, yeah. It was at two. And I thought, well, what's your option? Right. Yeah, okay. <laughs> not a lot of bloody options, you know. And that's the thing, you know. Things can be temporary too. You don't have to sort of like, you know, commit to something for the rest of your flipping. Oh, it's temporary. If you don't fill in that paperwork every month, you don't get it. It's <laughs> <laughs> definitely temporary. <laughs> wow. Yeah. But, um, you know, for any of these things, like you need this help right now, but, you know, you're working on your creation and all the things oh, that yeah. you like to make and share. I feel, I feel more capable now knowing that there is at least a set sum coming in not i mean my expenses just living are 600 so like i get 70 dollars a month to figure out something else with okay i get to do it but between my exchanges with the crocheting and the dancing and i'm starting to be able to see opportunities where i can make a difference in people's lives i just haven't felt um I've been feeling like such an outcast that I, I didn't feel comfortable doing what I do now, used to do naturally. And it, it's still natural to me, but it just feels weird sometimes. And so, but now that I, I know I can at least pay my way, 
and I hate to think that that's so important. But yeah, and having to use this this flipping debt instrument to do that. And that's when it doesn't feel good to have to do that. I mean, it's bad enough doing it when you're able to exchange your physical either labor or creations and stuff like that. But when you're having to take this fiction flipping stuff, but, you know, if you've got to do it, you've got to do it. And it's okay. Especially when you're living in a, a climate that's not very friendly during the winter for you need heating and that sort of stuff. You know, that's that's a tough one. And, uh, yeah, the, the options are not as many here as they are in a warmer climate. Right. Or a less severe winter. Like even, you know, when we're looking at North Carolina, though it does have a winter, it's not as severe. Okay, they have a few you know, days and weeks and whatever nights here and there that are cold, but it's not like Canada, it's not like the northeast of the US. It's not it's not like what you know, and I know um <clears throat> Ra well knows what we're talking about here because uh <laughs> Alberta is Oh Ra, I do fill us in on how we have how much snow you might have where you right, are. I'm sure she's well um, snowed under in there over there. And like, you know, you guys that are very used to that, it's not such a big deal. And like, you know, we have the contrast where here on uh, Sunday, it was like 45 uh, Fahrenheit, which is what, 10, 9, 8, something like that, centigrade. And everyone's like, oh, it's so cold. And with the wind chill, it's 38. And they're like, oh, it's so cold. So like, you know, four or five. I was like, this is not cold. <laughs> no, minus 14 centigrade is cold. That's what we had, minus 17. That wasn't without the wind. <laughs> it was, you know. Oh, but I bet you Ra has some minus 30s. Oh, yes, indeed. So it's all relative. It's all what you're kind of used to and prepared for and dressed for and all of that. But, um, yeah, you won't find me complaining when it's a little bit chilly. In fact, I like it. We've had a, a, what I'd call a lovely mild week which has been absent of this dense humidity and i'm like flying around i'm like i'm good to go i've not a bother on me when it's a bit chilly i'm like i'm i'm good to go thank you put maybe a couple of sleeves on and i'm good to go i'll keep going all day in this so uh it's nice when you get and it's just january and it is supposed to be less hot less flipping humid here so you know um it's just interesting how the climates are so different around the world. And the further south you go, you know, the less you do get that cold stuff. And even though it's actually we're still in the the uh, northern hemisphere in Florida, it's kind of getting close, I suppose, to there. And we're still in winter, whereas Australia's in summer now. So, yeah, it's just quite interesting to observe those sort of things and, everyone that's kind of listening here is experiencing a different climate. Like we've got Debot over there in California. I'm sure it's kind of rain. Apparently they're finally getting the rain they needed. Right. Yes. And that's been needed. Yeah. And, um, yeah. And, you know, everybody in different areas, we've got all sorts of things. You see, that's all another thing. It's part of this physical construct is the, the physical stuff that we, have to learn to deal with and manage and get used to and all that sort of thing. It's quite interesting to observe 
different people in different areas and different experiences as to how to manage. I mean, then you, you, in one end of it, you've got people that's too hot, so you've got air conditioning going, and then you've got it's too cold, and you've got heating going. Yeah, finding that kind of moderate climate. And that's why I like North Carolina, even though they do have winter there. And in the mountains, you know, it's somewhat more um, you know, chilly and snow and whatever. But it's not really severe. It's not, you know, you're not going to freeze your flipping self to death. It's not so bad. So, yeah, it's a case of kind of choosing where you can. Uh, and that's why, you know, those guys have stayed out in Arizona for now and that um, Amoro went over there to get away from the Massachusetts winter. So, uh, yeah, it's a case of um, finding a location that works for you and what you're trying to do and trying to get out of the system. I'd like to remind people, if you need a reminder of what really is going on, I really recommend Ken Scott's overview of the world's system of bondage and separation from life because it lays it out really well. Um, He's got it on uh, Gemstone University, gemstoneuniversity.org. I put it up on uh, truthprevailsalways.info under Gemstone University. I put that one up there, and I also put the court's names and the SESTIGOV Trust up there. Because they're a really good place to start when you really either can't explain it to somebody or can't remember or anybody that hasn't really gone into any of this, this does give you a really good overview. That's why he's named it Overview of the World's System of Bondage and Separation from Life. Because that's what the system's trying to do, is separate us from our, our life, our living flesh and blood bodies. And even though we're, we're still in them, the system, it's just so brilliantly constructed to... cheat us out of our life. I mean, like we were saying earlier, it would be really nice to just, um, all of us just say, you know what, we're just not doing this anymore. But without everyone downing tools, we can't have the same effect. We've all tried it. It has some effect, but, and I guess, you know, it'll be perpetual eventually. And like, even Ken says only a certain number of people will have to actually do the status correction, but there has to be enough to do it and change the energy and change everything that's going on. Um, you know, like Anya just said, my days are mixed up already. What day is it today? Even dates are fake in this reality timeline. It's all just a makeup. So we have to feel our way through. And like when we can, it's great when we don't have to participate in the system. I mean, basically, you know, lots of people only do keep this as a day that we've got to remember this as a day to, you know, when I wasn't uh, doing this work thing, I didn't know what day it was most of the time. The main reason I needed to know the day was to... Oh, that might be Amor. Amor. Is that you, honey? Open your mic. You do want to talk? Yeah, so anyone that's um, maybe they, you know just joined, and that sometimes that's why the uh, icon will pop up on the screen when they just come in and it's like the mic's unmuted when they come in. 
So, uh, yeah, so if anyone's got any, you know, exciting stories or interesting or anything or, you know, just interesting, anything that sort of like is, is useful to share for just, you know, part of this family group that we're here to kind of connect with and share our stories that I'm still doing the same old thing you know pretty much I'm taking Saturday off and I'm working Sunday through Friday from seven to four and I you know take a little while to get to the barn so I'm gone from like 6 30 or so or earlier sometimes back and I get back about four uh, 30 or five depending on my route home and um yeah, it's interesting watching the world go by and like I've said before I blathered on about last week about the, the rich people and all and how it's run with all of them and okay so what I would like to do if at all possible because no matter where I am within the last four years three years no matter where I was it was just me <laughs> it was just me and all of the community on on the internet and also in all the blog talks and stuff like that. So it's like one of those situations where, okay, so who are you going to talk to if you find out your information on the internet? So what I would like to do is, I don't know whether it would be wise to put it here or whatever, but I'd like to put my phone number out so that I can get some contacts so I can talk to people so that I can find out more information because that's my biggest dilemma is trying to get hold of more information because there's nobody else to talk to except myself. And self is not telling me what I need to know. <laughs> self is not telling me what I need to know. So, you know, I'm still doing some reading and stuff like that and everything, but when it comes to reading, I can read if it's on paper. On the internet, the computer is boggling my eyes. So much. I hear you on that, yeah. I'm tired of looking at the computer. Mm -hmm. And so books are important, but now that you know everybody's doing everything via the internet and everything like that, Getting information through paper is like trying to pull hen's teeth in some areas and stuff like that. So, you know, I would like to put my phone number out there if anybody would be willing to, to talk to me and so forth and so on. And yes, I have made contact with Cynthia, so I have to get back to her also as well. And um, Have you ever connected with Michael McLean? He loves chatting to people that are... I have his phone number, or maybe I will reach out to him. Yeah. I would. He loves chatting to everyone that's doing, you know, having these, you know, visions and views and perspective. And, you know, he loves mm -hmm. when he has, you know, often he does have time when he's working, I guess not. But, um, yeah, he would be a, a guy that you'd probably enjoy. I've, I've had some great conversations with him. Okay, that sounds, that sounds, you know, very, very doable. And, you know, the other thing over these two is that, my due to my upbringing and everything that I have done, all the places I've been, and all the different you know kinds of work that I have done, being involved in government, city, state, and stuff like that was the farthest thought from my mind because it was toxic to me. 
in my mind's eye, all that was toxic. I saw it as being evil and useless. So I never delved in it, into it that much to get any information about all that's been going on until I, you know, went to Hawaii and I wind up running into um, information on the internet, on YouTubes and stuff like that and ran into Kate. And so that was my wake up right there, which was excellent, very, very excellent. And then with the other um, information that was out there, with Jolly with the blog talk and everything like that, this has just really been really, really good. But I, having conversations with myself is not going too well. Although I know I'm supposed to be able to have all these communications with myself, but <laughs> you know, if I'm not aware of certain things and how things mix, max, mosh into mesh and so forth and so on, I'm just like, I guess more or less trying to knock on the door that will crack open a little bit, but it doesn't open all the way wide so that I can grasp everything that I need to know. And I do know everything that there is to know about, um, you know, the name and everything like that and not using it. Excuse me, babe, turn it down a little bit more. Everything that I needed to know as far as um, how to take care of myself if anything was to happen, that I do know how to do, which is um, it's, it's ingrained into me. So those things are really, really good. But to get out of the system that is my main thing that I want to do is I want to get out of it. <laughs> I wish you, we need the community, honey. Don't yes. do it until you got the yes. Absolutely don't do it until you got the community. No, that, that I do know. That I do know. I, I, I know that if I was to do that, I'd be like saying, okay, somebody just go ahead on and get ready and throw me, and throw me somewhere and take the key and toss it. Yes, that I do know. And um, that's been my pretty much, I guess you can say, my biggest dilemma and everything like that. So here in North Carolina, I'm still isolated still because we're back in the back part. We're not that far from the highway, major highways and so forth and so on. But when you see how little bit of snow that was here, which happened on Sunday, no, Saturday. So today is Wednesday. So it was 1.30 this morning when the plow truck finally found its way down this road. And these are major roads. The children still haven't been to school yet. This is Wednesday. Why? Because a lot of children have to catch the bus and they didn't want to jeopardize going down slippery hills. They only took care of the major highways. Every other area was put on hold. So, you know, these are the things that you deal with depending on the state that you're in right. and or the county and or your mayor of that county. So I was, I was flabbergasted. I'm like saying, are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it wasn't enough snow to even sneeze at, but they couldn't get it up because it got so cold. Yeah, so it did it did ice over, but you know, I've been used to, you know, being on ice and everything like that, but here it's like because of the children in the school, 
they couldn't do it. And so, you know, one thirty this morning, I'm hearing this noise. I'm like saying, hmm, that sounds like a plow truck. And sure enough, it was. <laughs> but those, those are how different states and different counties do things. Lotus, has your phone number changed since you moved? It's still the same. Okay, so those people that do have your number, mm -hmm. do you... I mean, it's up to you if you want to say it loud, or if you maybe just want to write it in the chat room. It's up to you. Okay, I'll I will put it in the um, I'll put it in the chat room. Yeah, yeah, because uh, Huck got my phone number. He knew it because I had put it in when we were on Kate's thing. I had put it out there too, and he held on to it. So that's how he was able to get in touch, you know, in touch with me. Yeah, so it's always well, then put it out there, but honey, put it out there because you know. Mm -hmm. You're willing, and why not? Just yes. Okay. I well, there's only friends. There's only friends on this. Uh, That's right. Right. That I do know. <laughs> that is awesome. Yes. So I just want to let you know that at seven o'clock, I have to leave out of here, but I will catch the ear the end of it um, tomorrow on the replay. Okay. Okay. So I'm okay. I'm gonna go ahead and put that on there now, and I'm going to. Okay. Thanks, Lotus. That's great. Yeah, and, and I agree fully that, um, you know, connection with each other is, is so valuable. And, uh, you know, putting together groups of uh, like-hearted family, friends, and whatever, it's, uh, it's the way. Lotus, I'm not seeing anything here. Where did you put it, huh? Oh, there it is. There we go. Cool. Nope. We've got it up here on the screen anyway, so that's good. I'm working on it. Oh, okay, cool. Mm -hmm. I'm typing. Yeah, okay. Well, that's okay. Yeah, Ra loves it. Ra's a good speaker. You want to chat with someone? Chat with Ra. Oh, yes, Ra's good at oh, having good conversations. And ideally, if you can chat with her um, on Skype or Zoom, you might be able to see the beauty of the North. Yes, I can imagine it, it's really beautiful when you, you get those snowstorms. Well, I know, I remember when we used to get snowstorms um, upstate New York, and I was mesmerized by the, the carving that uh, the wind would do when we had like blizzards and stuff. It's gorgeous. And then they would just they would come and plow it out, and I'd be like, no! <laughs> it was like what I love about snow is is what the same thing I love about rain, but every snowflake is different, and every snowflake holds the universe as does every water uh, it's beautiful water so it's like you, you see these snowflakes and they're just coming at you, and oh, it is beautiful I know it's incredible it is I mean if you dress right and you're out in it i mean i I, I enjoyed the winters i I spent up there I really did. People were like, you really like it? I said, yeah, I really do. I mean, yeah, okay, there'd be days you'd come in, it's blowing a bloody gale, and you've gone out and bring the horses in, it's blowing your head off, you're like, live in that. But it, I, and then the next day after the snow, it would be clear blue sky, it'd be gorgeous. I said, I really like that. I remember actually even being out in a few blizzards and catching horses and thinking it was quite fun. Well, if you're dressed right, it's all right, isn't it? Oh, it's wonderful. It yeah. Really and and if you're driving and you're driving in the country and there's not a lot of traffic, like 
no traffic. You haven't got to worry about idiots on the road. <laughs> when the auto driver forgotten or whatever, or forget to slow down, you know, and then there's, I think they had a hundred car pile up in Toronto the other day. Wow, really? You know, it's people that don't take into consideration that you don't stop as quickly on ice. Right, yeah, I mean, I, no, I mean, I've got that inbuilt in me. It's just obvious. Yeah, you would think, but you know, there's some that just forget or. I know, it's weird, isn't it? It is weird. Yeah. yeah. But Lorna was having so much fun driving because the last two winters she was away. So she was like um, a little school kid. <laughs> she actually stopped on the way. It took us something like a normal about an hour, an hour ride max. It took us three hours. Wow. <laughs> but we did stop along the way and she wanted to eat some snow. <laughs> handfuls of snow. And I have pictures on my phone I have to download. <laughs> Then we picked we hit uh, picked up a hitchhiker, a clam digger. How sweet! Yeah, so um, fun. That took us out of the way too, but it was an interesting time, and she was just like a little kid. Nice. There we go. Uh, Lotus's post is now in the room, so please, everybody who's in here, note the phone number, and it is on the East Coast. Yay! And I'll be connecting with you, Lotus, when I get back up to North Carolina for sure. So, um, you know, we'll totally get together as well. I'll be not too far from you for the first uh, three weeks when I get back up because I'll be at Sheila's. Um, yes. so that, that I'm looking forward to. Yeah, that would be brilliant. Okay. Oh, that yeah. will be a bit then. Yeah. Um, that would be my nice interim period from this to hopefully uh, getting ourselves in the in the woods. But yeah, so that'd be fun. Um, yeah, and there's lots of people that sort of like like to connect, um, having nice conversations. So yeah, it's it's really great, and I, I look forward to, you know, maybe Bindi coming in um, the week after next. Then if we do that Tuesday, and uh, it'd be lovely to hear from uh, all of those guys over there. And there's some um, Bath over there, and. Um, yeah, Larry and all those guys that are kind of like hanging over that part of the world. It'd be interesting to hear. I mean, it's been like, you know, what are we now? 2017 now. So like, you know, it's been two to three years for most of us, hasn't it? Since we all kind of learned that the after all our journeys down these rabbit holes, that beyond all that stuff, the legal name is the thing that, really holds the the control over us and so we've all had these experiences we've gone on these journeys and it's interesting to share with each other where we're at now at this point it is and i think it's so vital for those of us that did jump in to have each other to at least go oh my god was i insane or is that the right thing to do or as in like, well it certainly felt like the right thing to do at the time sure did, well, you did. <laughs> sure but we didn't have the community we had the virtual somewhat we then we didn't even have too much of a virtual we had an audio now we have more of a virtual and i love this especially as i didn't have facebook for so long so right it's been a joy to interact uh, visually with each other and audibly yeah. but that touch stuff that hugging stuff, the community yeah. where we share and we can get along and we know how to work with each other because each and everyone, and maybe that's why some of us had a very bumpy ride, just to learn how to be more right. 
even more adaptable and flexible. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and recognizing what is important and what's not important. I've really enjoyed um, meeting up with yeah, with yeah. You know, people in the flesh. And I was very lucky that I was able to meet up with quite a lot of people um, over the last summer between going over to Arizona and then spending time with Raykjom and his family and hanging out with them and driving around the place with them. And yeah, it's definitely, it, it's, it's a beautiful thing to actually meet people in the physical and hang out with them. And those times I spent with Jules when she came over and hung out with me we play spiritual ball all, all day long and there's some great conversations. So what you're talking about there, Lotus, I really understand what you're talking about. We had some fantastic conversations. We would just roll in and out of all sorts of subjects and trying to work out <laughs> what is going on. What are we doing? What is the purpose? What, you know, what can we do? And, you know, it's fascinating. And then some people say, well, it doesn't matter. None of it's relevant and blah, blah, blah. And all we have to do is just, I still, I still like being here in the visible. I do. I mean, I know what I'm doing at the moment can be, you know, physically challenging and it's hard work and I know I wouldn't do it permanently, but I do enjoy being able to do this for a length of time and then being able to go and do something else for a length of time and to do all the things I am able to do in the physical body. And hence I want to keep it as kind of healthy as possible. So, but like, that's what I put in the question. Like some are really kind of done with it. Some would be rather just say, you know, are you done with the Babylon construct? I mean, I don't mean just that, um, it, you know, all this fraud and deceit's going on. I mean, like, would you rather get out of this physical body? Because like some are really just done with it. I mean, some people think it's just a meat stick and, you know, have no respect for it whatsoever. I think it is the most brilliant thing ever created. <laughs> we don't want to let, lose it just yet. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, you know, we've all got a different route. Some are going to get on spaceships. I don't know what I'm going to do. I, I still... Our bodies. The bodies. The bodies are spaceships. Okay. So... You know, we don't want to lose the vessel. Right, the vessel's like brilliant. I mean, it's a genius creation. Even though if it started as one thing and turned into something else, there's so many stories as to what the this vessel actually is and how, who first created it and all of that. But I mean, I still sit by what I talked about last week, and that's that floating, the flowing, floating through the veil, having been living in inflowment in nature, in this construct, in this reality. I think that's, you know, one of the, uh, did I write, did I read that thing out that I wrote last week? I don't think I did. After, I you wrote, you wrote I, I can't remember when I wrote it and posted it. It was after the show. I think it was maybe I was, um, it was the, the after off work. Um, yeah, I don't think I did read it on the show, actually. I think I posted it on Facebook, but I don't think I shared it on the show. So when it'll open up, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do that. Because it just um, verbalizes. Um, I, did, I went to my heart 
that whole thing about like we do know stuff and a few months ago in September I'd written that thing about find my tribe and I did find my tribe and I ended up connecting with many members and mm, making a mutual kind of vision and uh, then I was talking to Jacob a couple of weeks ago and we kind of both were seeing a lot of then we jump Oh, hello. Who is that? Yay. The um, mics kind of come, they come on automatically open. So when you kind of arrive, uh, there can be a lot of kerfuffle when you didn't mean to jump in if you're not ready to mute yourself like immediately. So. <laughs> right, is that right? Did you not mean to? Yeah, he didn't mean to. But that's cool that he's here. That's awesome. Lovely to see you. So, yeah, I was looking to see if this uh, flowing through the veil. So I added uh, uh, that poem that had come through a, a while back. Uh, I called it As I, I, I Mosey On. As I mosey on, as I wander through my life experiences, my life experiences feeling what is true and what is false and altogether lies. I see who is genuine and who's in disguise. I feel in my heart, I ask my wise self, what must I do to retain natural health? And how to make forward flowing improvement to my life to reach my influment? Each day I know, using my heart-mind, that all I create comes from inside. So beautiful thoughts through, flow through my heart, and I know this is the best way for me to start. I appreciate so much everything in my now. No need to stress on the when or how. To create my visions, I know they are here, no matter the day or month or year. Yes, I mosey on and wander through life with experiences old and new. I feel so grateful to so many friends. This feeling and gratitude knows no ends. So peace and love to everyone I know. Appreciation and love through me does flow. Let's join together on earth for peace. So enjoyment and fun for all can increase. That felt sort of appropriate to add to this. And then flowing through the veil, why not? Tis a while since one last put pen to paper. But that while is nothing more than a series of now moments that came and went. Much ponderance has occurred along with knowingness and the power of communing with other bright, like-hearted souls with whom to share perspective. One's last two jolly good sense sharings were preludes to this one. You see, in September, one was guided to acknowledge that the best thing that one can do to help humanity is to find my tribe. 
this one has done. All of us are tightly connected by an invisible thread. We just know it in our hearts and that we will be singing our heart songs together in harmony. By November, one had recognised that one has reached one's own inflowment. One now also recognises that true and complete inflowment is ahead. You see, united with our tribes, we, as humane human beings, are able to reconnect and live with nature, or Earth Mother, in our own individual inflowment. Tribes are connected by these invisible threads. We do not see them, but we can feel them. Tribal inflowment will then occur. This may all take some time, but ultimately it all becomes simple. So simple that we must change our perception of what actually is reality, because it is only our perception and observation that can change and create anything. So, as one meanders through this reality, one observes and feels all possibilities which can turn into a vision. One observes oneself living together with one's tribe and in nature, in perfect employment with the mother. With one's tribe, we find ourselves finding it easier and easier to find that peaceful employment which is balanced, harmonious flow, in grace, with respect for all around us. One consumes less and less and is energised and nourished by sun and earth and the abundant energies present all around that one simply has to feel and observe and hence allow into one's physical body and use as nourishment. As the tribe wanders through this simple inflowment, the tribe members find themselves lighter and lighter as we spend our days either creating, playing, dancing, singing or merely being. One fine day we may venture through our entrance trail and away from our hearts on community land and find there are no roads, only more trails that sometimes lead to other areas where communities of tribes are living in their own employment. We then recognise that in our own employment we fell slash flowed through the veil into the dimension of earth where there is no consuming, where only inflowment exists. We fill our hearts with appreciation and let it flow forth. We sing our heart song and dance in celebration. It is simply done. So there's a vision for you. <laughs> So I, I, that's my vision. That's it. That's how it came forth through my heart soul essence. Uh, that evening, I, it was the night before I, I took my last day off, which was last Saturday. So it was last Friday night. So yes, it was uh, uh, almost a week ago. And after I'd been, you know, talking about that um, here and I'd had the conversation with Jake and we'd kind of come to that vision I was like, yeah, that, I, 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 I like that. That's my vision. I'm going to make that. That's, that's going to happen. So I went to my heart and I said, right, how do we share this? And that's what came forth. And I shared that poem, which I, that poem I wrote in the summer sometime. But it felt appropriate to add that to that. So, 
that's where I am. I mean, that's basically where I'm at. That's my vision. And I'm doing this for the next few months. And then I go to nature. One way or another, I'm going to make it happen. I don't know exactly where or when or how, but it's going to happen. I've got a lot of connections made and uh, feelers out and intention. So I'm going for it. So that's where I'm at. <laughs> so I'd love to hear from anyone that's uh, here on the on the wall, on the board, or whatever you want to call it. I'm really grateful to see you guys all here, and it's lovely to see Yuko here. Yeah. Great, beautiful brother. Wow, he's been so generous and sharing and beautiful all the way through the whole journey. And, uh, I thank you earlier in the show, but I'm going to thank you again. You made yes. my birthday special. Thank you, Hugo. Yeah, he's yeah. awesome. Awesome. My born day, my whatever day, re-entry day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I really enjoy, you know, everyone that's here and when you are here. But, you know, if people don't kind of join in, I'm going to just blather on the same old, same old, because I really haven't a whole lot more to, to talk about, you know. I share well, about... like Amori might want to be jumping in. Amori, okay. you want to jump Hello? Hello! Hi, this hey. is Truth. Hey. Hey. Hi, everybody. I, 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 I chimed in when, when uh, Lotus was speaking, and Lotus, I would love... To connect with you i still have your old number so you will be getting a call from me and sister you and i can talk and be in touch and connect and and be all lovely like that <laughs> thank you absolutely yes um i heard part of the show last week um and i do enjoy very much uh, the poems that you read, uh, Jolly, and um, if you don't mind, I don't mind sharing a, a few things of, of my own experience living without the legal name. Um, first of all, I felt as a child, uh, I remember as young as, as um, five, actually, uh, having thoughts of where the hell am I? Why am I here? How did we come to be? I was a very profound child. At a young age, I had all these thoughts. And I even envisioned myself, what would it be like in the year 2000? You know, where would I be? And I tried to visualize that. And mm, I just knew that I will always be me somehow because I'm so aware of me. And so at the end of the day, I always know it's just, it's, it's me that I need to honor at all times. And yes, it is all about me. And it should be so for everyone else. And when it's all about me, that being me, living with me, who I am from inside, with, within, then, then at least for me, what I want is all that is good and to gravitate towards that and to attract that. So um, I, as a child, had many beautiful experiences in nature and with animals, and I would like to share um, 
my beautiful experience at the age of five. My parents and I lived out in Chester, Pennsylvania, out in the trailer, out in the country somewhere. I remember lots of lush green uh, forests and vast land and things like that work. And I was walking alone because I used to play a lot alone since my baby brothers were still babies and uh, crawling on the floor and stuff. <laughs> uh, I played by myself. And so um, I came upon this amazing, beautiful, black, shiny, humongous panther. Now, what the hell was a black panther doing out in Chester, Pennsylvania? I don't know, but it did appear. And when I saw it, I was amazed and stunned by its beauty. I also knew in, in, um, intuitively to become very still with it. And I, so I did. So I just admired it. And I, I did not feel afraid. And it was bigger than me. It could have eaten me. However, I didn't have those thoughts. I just admired it and and telepathically communicated with it somehow. And it it was very, very, very close to me. Um, very close. Like maybe I would say one, two, maybe two or three, more like three or four steps. So it was very close. And we looked at each other for a very, very long time. It was observing me. I was observing it. And finally, uh, the animal, the beautiful black panther, looked to the left, and then it looked to the right, and then it looked back at me, and then it bowed. Like an avatar when it did to Princess um, Navi, that's exactly what the black panther did. It bowed in reverence to this beautiful divine child at age five that happened to be me back then and um I remember just being in awe and and feeling like wow and and it looked at me the whole time and then it stood up again and then it looked to the right and it continued to walk away very slowly and I watched it walk and disappear into the horizon which at the time was like a sun setting and then I when I couldn't see its wagging its its long tail anymore, I just turned around and walked back home. And that was the memory that I have. And I remember to this day, I have a picture of myself at age five. And my mother had used to cut my own hair, and she she's so cute. She she cut my bangs all crooked. <laughs> and so, and I remember the dress that I wore that day because that picture was taken that day. So that's how I can connect memory and and so ever since I've had encounters with wild animals because I continue to have those experiences throughout my life you know that was my initial experience with a huge wild animal and so I knew not to be afraid and it was really really beautiful um, so I thought I'd share that I hope that that speaks to people out there who are having encounters with wild animals. <laughs> it, it, they are truly indeed our, our friends. Um, 
we just need to respect them. Um, and I remember uh, uh, growing up in Stevens Avenue out in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, my, my parents would buy, purchase like pigs and put them in the basement and I befriend them and, and love them and the next thing you know they were about to kill them so I had to get to witness how they would put the pig upside down, cut its throat and the blood would pour into the bucket and then that would make me uh, cry and um, say to my mom, mom I'm not going to eat that pig, but what? that was my friend. And so, you know, children, you know, when we're in that state of innocence, we really do know what is divine, you know, that everything is divine, part of creation, that we do need to respect that. My mother respected me. She said, okay, you, you don't have to eat if you don't want to, but, and, and you know, and so I, I, I did not, you know, my mother respected that. And, um, and then later in school, you know, it's like, I just got into eating animals and so I did become uh, you know eating meat and and all that and then when I later in my 20s I decided out of the blue to do an experiment uh, because when I went to college um, started to meet a lot of vegetarians and and all that and I used to even make fun of them oh you know I used to make fun of them and then I, I I said to myself, this is silly, you know, I started to remember my initial feelings about animals. So I stopped eating meat for a whole year, and I noticed out of the blue, um, one day when I looked down on my hand, that I had my fingernail cracked um, with pus coming out. It was a really horrible condition that I had with one of my nails, and I had to live with that pain for um, a good 10 years because it happened as a teenager and I remember asking doctors about it and doctors said well we can fix that but it'll cost you about $10,000 and I'm like you're right where am I going to get $10,000 you know and and here I did not by stop eating meat and fish and, and trying out the vegetarian lifestyle it healed completely to perfection till this day and so that taught me a lot that was my own self learning by just me being me and I share all this um, not to convince anybody because you cannot convince anybody however if it, if it does convince somebody it's because you are looking at you within your own self and um, so when I when my mother, um, at a very young age, uh, was taken away from me by the ambulance um, after having had a baby, uh, the fifth child, my baby sister, I was, I'm going to say it was around, around 10, yeah, was I 10? No, I was 12. I was 12 because that's, at the age of 12, that's when my baby sister was born. And uh, I had to d become an adult very, very, at a very young age and kind of take over the, the family. I didn't really know what I was doing at the age of 12. I did the best that I could at that age, but I became mature very, very fast. 
because of the circumstances I I lived through, and it was painful to watch my mother being uh, medicated by the system doctors and the system psychiatrists, and so I had that experience, and I learned a lot from it, and couldn't comprehend it all at the time, but as I got older, uh, I started to have memories of screaming uh, in the doctor's uh, hospital while I watched them electrocute my mother's brains. Um, they put stuff in her head and she would start screaming and saying, stop, and then I'm saying, stop, stop, stop. And then, you know, as an adult, I started to think, why would they even make me watch something like that? I mean, that's evil. And but I'm but at the same time I'm glad that I did because now I have this memory that I knew happened for real and it did mess up her brain chemistry, which later you know more medication messed her up and then they labeled her with schizophrenia, and my mother was nothing but pure love. She's one of the most purest beings that I ever met. Um, I was very fortunate to have such a pure being of, for a mother. And so my motivation for doing living without a legal name is for that very reason. And this is why I'm sharing this with whoever is listening to this right now or will listen to it at a later future now, whenever they tune into this broadcast, because I do let a lot of people know, oh, I spoke today, go check this out. And then I get a lot of response. I get a lot of texts. Tech, you know, I have people text messaging me, oh, I heard what you're saying, you know, thank you for letting me know this, and they check more into what the legal name is all about, because it really is the linchpin, as Kate of Gaia wrote about it. Now, I am an adult. I am I am an elder. I, I do consider myself a wise woman, and I do comprehend that... Um, having studied uh, interfaith ministry and having been ordained within that legal world as an interfaith minister and having studied many paths from many directions, but not so much books, but more through experiencing beings by living with them. I have a very wide range of having in contact with many types of interesting beings. Some, and I would like to say most of them, being benevolent beings, and realistically and honestly, I can say I have also experienced the opposite of that, that meaning uh, being that um, I would even say are not of this world, or that there uh, uh, can be called a soulless, because I can see it when I look in their eyes. And, um, and so when I have this experience with these beings, I, and I can detect that they, mm, they're not that as loving as they appear, I I do not give them my energy. Okay, I I just do not. I do not engage. 
I um, keep a distance, and um, and that is I do that to protect myself. And I'm just being really real right now because I know myself to be um, honest. I know myself to be good. I know myself to wish no harm upon anyone, including beings that wish harm upon me or have wished harm about, uh, upon me. I did not know that I was going to say all this stuff right now. I'm being completely, you know, with my heart open right now. And um, not everyone that comes, you know, screaming, uh, well, I don't have a legal name, you know, I'm the, I, I have even experienced beings like that not being honest and not being true. And, and so I just want to put that on the table. Uh, because I am a very um, uh, straight, uh, some people have called me as, you know, just straight up kind of in, um, being. And um, I've had to tackle certain things um, since I've arrived here in Arizona. And I have been very quiet on purpose because I'm an observer of many things and of many beings and of environments and of things around me and animals and um, everything. And um, and I, I'll give you an example. For example, but before I give you this example, I'm going to say something about myself. I have my own very secretive passcode with Mama and Papa Universe within my own being. And I do not give that passcode away to anybody. That only belongs to me. And a very, very wise person. And he's going to know who he is when I give him a call and tell him, go listen to this talk. Because he was, I'm not going to name him, but I really appreciate him. He's a gentleman that I met out in the forest when I lived in the forest out in uh, Massachusetts. Um, and I was camping out there, and you know I had to deal with so many kinds of energies out in the forest. Some of them good, some of them not so good. And I I understand that I'm putting labels and I'm using good and bad. Let's be but I'm being real. Some people do not have good intentions, and that's that's a reality. While other people have good intentions, so I've had to really rely on my intuition more than anything. And I'm and my intuition for the most part is right on the dot. Because I go through what I I I, I have be I how do I say this? For most of my life I I had to rely very much on my intuition because of the way I have moved through life. So living without a legal name comes easy to me, to me specifically, because way before I even had this knowledge, I was practically living that way anyways. Because I was, I was determined to find out what is the deepest truth here on earth. And I, I was not going to give up until I did. And when I came across Kate of Gaia's writings, 
um, like Lotus said earlier, it was like, yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's it. This is what makes sense. And sure enough, this is exactly what it is. Now, I'm going to give you an experience that I had recently here in Arizona. Um, I was with that beautiful being that um, she's uh, the owner of the power shop where I stay right now, Irma. Um, and we, I usually accompany her go shopping, you know, help her out to be company, you know, to be in the, in another lady's company. And I really love her very dearly. She is very real. She's, she, she does not walk our path, but she is a very decent human being. Okay. She's not with the legal name or whatever, like all of us, but I could tell even people that are not, are still using the legal name. I was telling them they're really like really good people. You know, because I, I feel it, and 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 my gut, my my gut tells me that, and I go with that, and I'm usually right for the most part. And then when I'm not, then there was a little lesson I needed to learn there, and I'll pick up one, and and I'll say, thank you, universe, thank you, I need to to learn that. So we were at this place, um, a, a business, um, I'm not going to mention the business name, uh because it's not about putting down the business or anything like that. It's just an experience, and I'm going to share it with you all. But we walked in, and um, I was looking around, looking around, looking around. You know, I look at, I check out prices, and I look at this, and I make little notes. And and apparently, um, uh, you know, I went to look for Irma because she went to get some stuff, and then I saw her, and I went to when she went to make her payment, and then I took two plastic bags from um, the, the counter. That's I usually do that everywhere I go, you know, in supermarkets, and and I like to have plastic bags with me because they come in handy for trash, putting in trash or whatever it is that I need it for. And 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 it's right there in public. I wasn't hiding. I just I took them. I didn't ask permission. Sometimes I ask permission. Sometimes I don't. It's really not a big deal to take two plastic bags. And so I took them. And um, in this specific time, I remember I did not ask permission. So I put them in my purse, the bag that I was carrying, right there in public in front of everybody. And then I I walked out. And then next thing I know, when I was outside the supermarket with Irma, um, the, the, this woman comes after me and said, uh, ma'am, um, I, I want you to show me your back because, you know, I know that you, you stole something, da, 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 da. you know, she accused me of stealing. I'm like, what? And then, <laughs> and then, and then um, I said, okay, and I said, I don't have to show you anything, you know, and then and then she she said, well, you show me right now, I'm going to uh, call the cops right now. Now, I heard that, but Irma, later when I checked with Irma, she heard something else. She said that, um, why we both heard different things, I don't know. But she heard that the cops were on the way, so you better show me your purse. So I gave it to her. I said, okay, here. And then I waited I waited for her to to feel you know, stupid because there was nothing in there other than my personal items. And she actually put her hands in my personal items and went through things. And then she took out the two plastic bags 
And then I looked at her and she looked at me. And then I just looked at her making a gesture of um, almost as to say, uh-huh, and so what? And, you know, like, what's the big deal here? I took two bags, you know. And so she felt really stupid. She took back <laughs> two bags and uh, and gave the bag to me and, I, and she turned red and and then um and then she said if i ever see you in my store again um carrying that bag i'm going to throw you out and then i i looked at her and said okay and then um i looked at Irma and she looked at me and she goes i'm glad you gave her that bag boy she looks stupid i said yeah then i ran after her i said excuse me now i just want to see what your name tag is and then and then i looked at the name I'm not going to mention any names because it ain't about names. But I did look up the name because I was going to go and have a talk with the supervisor because I didn't appreciate that. And then um, and then I said, and then she waved it all in my face and showed it. And I said, thank you. I, I needed to just know that. And, and then I go, so this is your store? And she goes, no, this is not my store. I said, they said this is your store. Well, it's not my store. I said, oh, okay. So I clarify that. Thank you. And so the very next day, I went and spoke to her supervisor. And he immediately, he said, what's going on? I said, no, I want to talk to you in private. And then he said, okay, step into my office. And he was the store manager of the entire supermarket. And then um, I told him, I said to him, listen, I was confronted by one of your employees yesterday. And she accused me of stealing. And you probably have in all your cameras. You can go into your cameras. You can... You know, go ahead, go check me out. I walk through the aisles and check out prices. Go ahead, look, look it up. And she and she stopped me outside the store, and you know, asked for my bag and went through my bag. And he said, "What?" She did what? And he was turning red every time I said something about what happened. His face, his face got redder and redder and redder. And and um, he told me, "Ma'am, I am so embarrassed. I am so sorry that this happened." My sincerest, sincerest apology. Please, please forgive me that this has happened. Um, I will see to it that this will never happen again. I am so, so sorry. He couldn't stop apologizing. And I said, no, no, it's okay. Um, I, I just want to have some clarification here. You know, I want to know if you have some kind of code that I can't walk in the store with a purse, and I showed them the purse that I had that day with the purse that looked like this because um, she threatened me and told me that I was not to ever enter her store, which she referred to as her store, and then later she denied that it wasn't. Yeah, I just want clarification. I don't want to cause harm to anybody. But, you know, I want to feel comfortable because I come here a lot with my friend, and I also come here to check my computer and, and things like that. And then um, he's and then he says, oh, no, no, you are most welcome to do that. I will make sure that I will talk to this employee. This will never happen again. I am so sorry. Well, the thing is that that um, prior to that, I had asked him if I could record him. And he said, absolutely not. If you're going to record anything, I'm going to ask you to leave. And I said, I told him, no, sir, look, um, I trust you. Um, I, I just want to record it because... Uh, I want to make sure that that it's you know 
that everything goes on record because then we don't have this he said, she said. He said, he said no, absolutely not. I said, well, you're recording stuff right now. He goes, no, not in my office. I can give you my word that it's not. I said, oh, okay. And then I told him, well, you know, I'm I'm famously known for riding a bike with it's illegal to use illegal name. So I told him the whole thing about the it's illegal to use illegal name, you know, and that, you know, I was treated this way and, you know, and that's not, that wasn't correct. And I just want to, you know, to, 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 you know, make sure that, that came across uh, that he, to him, that he, that he understood that. And then, um, so he, he, what it ended up being was that he, he was very appreciative. He apologized. And and then he took the illegal name. He never asked me for a, um, a name or anything like that. He totally respected me for not wanting to give a name. He actually referred to me as the bike lady <laughs> or the biker. <laughs> and um, and that he was going to take care of it and have a talk with her. I don't know if he fired her, but he, he was not going to have things like that happen historically because he says... He said that it was absolutely okay for me to have taken the two bags, that that was not a big deal. And she had no business going into my purse. And here's, here's what really, really got to me. He actually told me, <laughs> check this out. He actually told me, had you already been outside the store, and even if you had taken stuff from the store, it would have already been too late. Those things would already would have belonged to you. And I'm like, oh, really? And then that actually did not surprise me because I remember hearing that somewhere else, but I didn't know if that was true or not. Now, this isn't to encourage people to go out there and, you know, do do that. Absolutely not. However, that 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 is the protocol, according to him. Because I remember hearing that, that same thing when I lived in Texas. Um, I also have, have known people that have get, told me stories that they had taken things and then they were caught outside and then they were still booked for that. So it can go either way. It, it all depends on how the universe arranges things. So the, the, the whole point of this whole story is, and me sharing it, is that I did get the whole legal name uh, message across. He was very respectful of it. Um, uh, he he took down the information and what he did with it, I do not know, but I did get it across and I gave him this radio station and um, and I'm keeping my word to him and not putting out his store name because he took care of the situation. I'm not here to cause damage to the business world, even though it is fraud it is fraudulent. <laughs> Because what I'm learning is that each individual, each being as an individual, has to come to terms with them on their own. You cannot convince anybody of it. You can only give them the information. What they do with it is what they do with it. And that's why I ride around with a bike, with that sign on the bike, and I have people ask me. And if they ask me, it's because... It, it it it's because they're drawn. They're the law of attraction. They're attracted to that, and so I give them more information. And then what they do with that is not up to me. 
it's up to them. All I can do is keep focus on what I'm doing with it. What, how do I live it out? How, how do I allow um, Mama Earth to carry me on her beautiful body as I ride gloriously from, you know, point A to point B to other points of you and encounters? of third, fourth, and fifth kinds, <laughs> and all kinds. I'm kind of making light of this, you know? And so, um, so yeah, that, that was one of my experiences that I haven't shared. Quite. I've been wanting to share, but I, I haven't shared it because I've just been in, a, in, in an observation mode um, with all kinds of beings around me. And not all beings I trust, and others I do. And, and so... That said, uh, you all can read into it however you want to read to, into it, but that is my experience. Cool. That's what it's about, mm-hmm. sharing experiences from our own perspective. So that's great. Yes, it is great. Mm-hmm. And um, and I I have... I can go on and on about more beautiful stories with animals, and since I've come clean, now I'm really living a clean life and not even wanting to touch meat, okay? I go into people's houses, and they do whatever they do, and I won't have nothing to do with it. And, of course, when people see that I'm really, you know, um, being respectful of the animal kingdom, then they, in turn, show me that respect. And, and what I've noticed is that the animals um, uh, communicate more with me. I once had this um, beautiful experience with one of my, okay, well, let me explain this. Um, in native coach, in native teaching, I was about to say culture, but that's not a good word. Let's just say native teachings. Uh, the, they revere animals and they all have medicine. And so I, I, I gave myself a reading around which animals were to be my animal protectors. And so I'm not going to say what they are because they that's only for me to know. And that's part of my my pathway with, with, with the universe. And so one of my uh, power animals showed up uh, one day when I was in a lot of turmoil. I was working for the Texas American Federation of Teachers down in Texas, San Antonio, Texas. <laughs> and if divinity, I gotta say this to divinity. If you're listening, sweetheart, or whenever you come listen to this, you're gonna have a good laugh because she and I have talked about this. But anyway, <laughs> um, so this beautiful power, one of my beautiful power animals showed up, and I had a very intense, intense, tele, what do you call it? Like telepathically, I could feel the the animal's energy, and we were locked in the eyes. And it literally revealed to me what was going to happen the next day. And I saw how um, the who was my boss at the time was going to fire me. Be- mainly because I was I was one of those uh, union organizers that I I I um I, even though I didn't know about the legal name I was I was truth teller back then. And I did not follow most of the rules. Yay, I can say it now. I don't work for you anymore. So, you know, I broke a lot of their rules because I followed my heart. 
and I help teachers from a spiritual angle, you know, human to human, heart to heart. And the teachers adored me. And um, I, I, I had a beautiful experience like where, like union organizers or field reps when they're supposed to gather all their BRs and what are BRs? BRs are building reps, building representatives of each school. So a teacher represents all other teachers within a given school. And so I was in charge of an entire town uh, of Edinburgh down in uh, McC uh, close to McAllen at the border of Mexico and Texas. And, um, and so I, I would dare to say that I was a, probably among the very few, if not the only one, but I'm sure other people, other people might have done it, but, but at that time that I was aware during that time that I actually got all the building representatives to attend a meeting. It is so hard to get them all in one room, but I accomplished that 100%. And I was never acknowledged to that. That's a huge victory, according to their world. And and why did that happen? Well, because I I really have a gift with people. I have a gift to connecting with people heart to heart. I really I acknowledge that in myself. I I, I do. And I am grateful to to the universe to that that is good that is benevolent. And so, um, when I was working uh, for them, they were, their main purpose, what I learned was their main purpose is who's the next puppet they're going to put in the White House. And that's all they care about, really. At the end of the day, that's all they care about is who, 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 how are we going to affect the minds of the teachers that are teaching the children of America? as to what other public we're going to put in the White House. That's their main focus. That's all I care about. And I, 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 I was, I've never really considered myself to be a political person. I've always hated politics. Because it doesn't make sense at all, like, what's it show to me? Even back then, when I didn't understand the, the legal name, now it all makes sense to me. You know, with Kate's writing and all that. I, I dearly love Kate for that, forever. Regardless of if she loves me back or not, I, I, that's, I don't care about that. I, I, I just love her, period, for having done the work. And that, that's all that matters in my own heart. And um, if she condemns me because I don't, um, you know, I'm not on those tables anymore, then I'm going to say okay to that. And I'll say that with love. Um, and I'm speaking from my heart right now. But what I learned when I was being forced to campaign on behalf of Hillary Clinton, um, it didn't feel right to me. It did not feel right to me at all. What I used to do was, um, while they were picketing, I would just escape to some little corner and go have a smoothie <laughs> on their dime. I admit it, that's what I used to do because it felt sickening to my stomach to pick it for something I didn't really truly believe. And then I would even confront my uh, supervisor at the time and say, uh, or bosses, whatever they were, uh, look, I don't feel right doing it. Oh, well, you're getting paid for it. That's what you're getting a paycheck for. You better do it. And then um, I didn't do it because I'm a, I was a rebel. I'm a rebel like that. That's 
who I am. I didn't, if it didn't feel right, I'm not doing it. I followed my heart. And then um, at one point, uh, they had us all go to, uh, we were assigned to go to Corpus Christi. And um, when we got there, there was supposed, there was like all these big um, media news, CNN, you know, all those famous, whatever, that they came out on TV, uh, newspaper people, uh, TV people, and they had them all gathered in a room, and they were waiting for me, oh, well, where's Iris, where's Iris, you know, where is she, and then I heard them calling me out or whatever at the time, and and then I went in, and I, I didn't really know what the whole commotion about, and then when I stuck my head into all these newspaper, um, newspaper people and um, uh, news broadcasters and cameras and lights, and then they what they wanted was for all to pose for the camera, which is all fake, because it's fake media, okay? There's puppets to, to the puppets. It goes on and on and on. And it, I felt like vomiting, vomiting right there and then. And when I saw all that, I went, ah! I screamed and I ran out of that room and I ran out of the entire building and I ran outside and I hid behind a tree like a little kid. And I was, what, in my 30s at the time? And um, and I was just like my my legs were shaking, and I would and I vomited for the next four days because it was just something evil that I felt behind the whole thing, fake, phony, and um, and then uh, later I was confronted. They were saying, "Oh, she she ducked us. She ran out on us. Look what she did. What she did." But it was something, why did they keep me on? Because because the teachers loved me, so they didn't get rid of me then. But I knew that that was the beginning of their many taking notes with me to get rid of me. Because I did end up getting fired from, they ended up firing me. And when I got the letter to be fired, because an animal telepathically communicated that to me, that that was going to happen. I don't know how to explain that process. I really don't. It's just something magical. It's just... It's just a deep connection to what I know is true, but it did happen, and um, and and so yeah, there there's a part of 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 of, of a story that uh, whoever this this resonates with, that ever out there working for teachers unions or whatever, yeah, that that really did went down. That really did happen, and that's my personal story about it and I'm really um, I'm really glad that oh after that I, I actually quit I called my, bo my boss at the time and I said I quit I ain't doing this anymore I'll just go work for Target and make $8 an hour and screw it you know I'm not doing this it's disgusting I just have bottom and I don't know what it is and you know I didn't I didn't because I didn't know anything about the legal name I didn't know I just knew that it just felt horrible to my body it just felt like ugh and um and my and my boss she was she what can I tell you i people just adored me she she loved me as a human being and she and she said, "Oh Iris, you know I'm not gonna have you quit like that let me see what I can do for you so she got me another job that's how I ended up in San Antonio and working for the teachers federation there and i took i stepped down from a very high position being a field rep, and I took uh um a twelve thousand dollar cut in pay 
to just become a regular organizer, which is what I started out being. I was happy with that. And um, because I didn't care about the money. I just cared about how, how I was feeling, how it didn't feel right. And and she did get me another job. You know, she relocated me. And um, God forbid, I shouldn't even be telling the story, but here I am telling it because this the truth. This is what really went down. This is what really happened. And um, so, uh, where am I? Okay, so um, so I quit, and she got me that other job. And then the drama just kept going on and on, and more stuff continued to happen. And I ended up with another woman who was just abusing a lot of people, and she had the position that I used to have. Oh, and I want to say this. I had I had everybody, almost everybody in the Federation call me one after another saying, is it true that you quit and you got to cut and pay? Are you crazy? How can you do this? Or this? And then they said, how do you can get um $10,000 cut? How can you do that? I said, oh, excuse me, it wasn't 10000 it was 12000 <laughs> which was $2,000 more. Because <laughs> I, I, I don't care about the money. I, you know, I was happy to just go get an eight dollars an hour job, <laughs> and 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 so, anyways, um, that's what happened. It, it really, that's how it really went down. And then these things you're not allowed to talk about. You're not allowed to talk about it. So I ended up with this other, uh, working with this other person, a woman. I'm not going to name names. That's that's irrelevant. It doesn't matter. But she was not a very good field rep. She was abusing people left and right. And then when she thought she could do that with me, okay, I said, oh, no, you don't. Uh-uh. And I walked out, and I left, and I quit again and again because my boss really respected me. I took, um, what was it, like, I took two weeks off, and I did not get paid. I, I missed an entire paycheck, and I was making a lot of money, but I did not care about the money. I really didn't. And I had already gotten this very expensive, the first time in my life that I lived in a really expensive apartment. I mean, the bathtub was so big, you could fit maybe uh, three or four people in it. That's, I mean, it was huge. And then as you're listening, you went to that apartment, you saw how nice I was living. She could tell you. She was a witness to all this. <laughs> but anyway, my, my boss went back, and that woman that was doing all that damage to so many people, and because I was the only one that took a stand on it and was willing to get another pay cut on it, they went and, and, and relocated her somewhere else. They didn't fire her, which is really what they should have done. Because she was not a good person. And... um. So they relocated her and even gave her her own office in her own county or whatever. It's really weird. They keep really bad people in there, and that's why things are so screwed up. But but for some reason, I had the graces of the entire universe, um, you know, um, watching out for me, and and I got reinstated. And and then I even got called from like the higher up and saying, "How is it that you?" You, you maneuver things around and you end up with, how is it that people, because I, okay, here's how the best I could put it. I was more like the lower totem person um, uh, being in, in, in their heart, within their hierarchy. And somehow 
I was the one that people only listened to. You know what I'm saying? And so, um, so yeah. And that's why well, I don't know. Maybe, is it because I'm telling the truth? Could that be it? Gee, God, wow. Does it take a genius to figure that out? You know, and I'd be a little sarcastic like that. And they're like, oh, okay, okay. So, um, so yeah, that's how it went down. And um, so I stayed there until I could no longer take it anymore. And then I ended up quitting anyway. Uh, well, no, no, I didn't quit because I was I was advised by my landlords, by the way, who were very wise people. And my landlords at the time, <laughs> it was the first time in my life, and I was in my 40s, that I had a house all to myself. And I, I landed with the perfect landlords. That's when I had the experience with one of my totems that told me, that, that let me know that um, the t- little animal, my communication with the animal, and it, and it let me know that, uh, that I was going to get fired. Well, I, I listened to that wisdom. And I, I, I moved into that little house and it was a real blessing because the landlords in the house, and I will say their names, it's Norma and Martin. I will say their names because if I ever tell them to come listen to them and I'll say, look, I mentioned you. I love them dearly because they, uh, they gave me a lot of good advice. They say, make sure that you don't, you don't quit. Let them fire you because then you can collect unemployment. I, now, as a, as a field rep, I'm supposed to know all this stuff, right, because I dealt with contracts. But the truth is that I, I never, like, understood contracts until I read Kate's um, uh, uh, writings. She really explained the meaning of what contracts uh, meant. But at the, here I was five years in this job, and I was totally working out from my heart and not understanding half the shit I was supposed to be doing. And yet I got away with really touching people's hearts, you know, and, and helping the people that really needed the help. And, and I had to write letters to principals and superintendents and I had to meet the people in the White House and yeah, all that stuff. And, and I was faking it until I made it because I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. <laughs> I, how to do the intricate details to hire up hierarchy, even people in the White House, you know, I had to send them letters and emails and all kinds of shit like that. But, um, and, and the landlords that I ended up, uh, that I ended up renting that little house from, they gave me that advice and I listened to them and sure enough, everything worked out for me enough so that I could pay them you know, uh, to ha- live in that little house. And they were so kind to me that when they saw me struggling, they would give me $500 here, $500 there. They would take me out to the beach so I can relax. They just loved me. And, and you know, we were like the best of friends and they were the landlords at the time. And, and they didn't like the system either, but um, I God knows I've sent them emails about the legal name, but I've never gotten a response back, so I don't know what that's about. But I hope one day they they do, or I'll some, you know I'll contact them and say, hey, listen to this because this is what's going on. And so that's how I I uh, I'm able to share because I'll ma- I'll make those personal connections because they know me, they know my character, they know who I am. They'll listen. And that's why I get a lot of text messages from people. Oh, yeah, I listened to that show. And, wow, thank you so much for doing what you've done. I said, no, 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 you could do it too. You know? <laughs> and, and that's how I've made all the connections. And 
So I'm sharing all this because this all really happened and as as fantastical as this may sound and a little out there. Well, yeah, I'm out there. I'm out there. I've levitated. I can't ha- make it happen at will. It happens spontaneously. But when you're in tune to Mother Earth and with the truth, amazing things happen. I've levitated off the ground. I've levitated off the ground with a car in the year 2001. And I, I talked about it on Kate's show before. And, um, yeah, amazing. Those are supernatural powers. And I do have, uh, I am aware of my supernatural powers. I cannot explain them. I don't know how. I just, I'm just aware of them. And, and I only use them when, when I really need to. I, I, it's not a frivolous thing, um, you know, and it's, it's, I have a secret passcode to them of which no one could ever get out of me because that only belongs to me. And this very wise person said some things are just meant for you and only you, and you keep it to yourself. And then that's what keeps the superpowers um, very uh, uh, potent and very real and strong. Now, if you start, you know, trying to explain it too much, it, it won't work for you. And that's my experience. I'm just sharing, you know, and that's the way it works for me. Great. And we were running out of time, but you've done a lot of sharing and so grateful to you. Thank you. Thank you so, so much. You're um, welcome. A lot there. Jolly, did you want to? Yeah, well, yeah, great. Well, that's what it's about, is sharing our experiences. And thanks very much. It's been uh, great to, to listen to your stories, because that's what it's about, the story sharing. So, yeah, I really appreciate that. Um, <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah. And uh, we'll always be here to share our experiences and stories, because that's what it's about. So, yeah, thanks very much. So just if there was anyone else there, I don't know if um, Raspberry got kids going on. I know that happens to her quite often. Just want to make sure there was anyone else that wanted to just jump in with a, even a quick hello uh, before we we uh, move on and uh, play some more of our nice uh, music. But uh, yeah, it's been, uh, to hear everybody this evening. Yeah, we'd love to see the kids again, Ra, for a moment before we end the show. That was so <laughs> nice last week. Was it last week? It was last week, wasn't it? Yeah, I think so. Last week or the week before, anyway. Yeah. Also, so, you know, we all have our experiences, and it's so interesting to see and hear each other's experiences. That's right. And they vary. Mm-hmm. They so vary. Um, I just want to say one little thing that what mot- really motivated me is that um, I loved my mother and do love my mother, continue, always will, so much. And all the horrible things that happened to her, my, what motivated me to, to continue to stand the truth and living without the name, no, no matter how difficult it got. It, it's because I wouldn't want that to happen to anybody else. What I experienced and what she went through in life, being the beautiful being that she was when she was in her body, I wouldn't want any, that to happen to anybody, and that's what motivates me. That's what keeps me going. Mm. Oh, yeah, it's really uh, good to have uh, good memories of, of people that we've shared 
our lives with and to uh, acknowledge people that's a really important thing to do so yeah that's really cool definitely appreciate uh, everyone and uh, everyone here in our little group and uh, yeah good to to share our connections and oh what journeys we've been on eh oh yeah it's really time to maybe just call it sister i am i had a really hard day and i know you're yeah i left actually early this morning because we had a whole show today so i left at uh six o'clock this morning okay uh, yeah i've been going ever since but it's been a good day so uh yeah well um we'll definitely um keep uh Keep on keeping on, eh? <laughs> Isn't that what we do? <laughs> Thanks to everybody listening now or in the future and to everybody who's ever supported any one of us anywhere and everywhere. Thank you. That's right. Thank you. Absolutely. Thanks for sharing, everyone. We appreciate you always. <laughs>